Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When the taxi driver's talking about crypto, yeah, yeah, yeah. when your grandmother's talking about crypto, that's when you're not supposed to be doing it. Yeah. Everything that is unpopular is because it's not known. Mm. And how the markets tend to work is the people that are intelligent, the VCs, the market makers, the hedge funds, the people that actually have money that move the markets, they establish their layers, they establish establish their market buys, their orders, they build out their portfolios, and then they go to the the news anchors, and then they go to the publishers, they go to Forbes, they go to CNBC, and they're like, okay, run this article, run this publishing, Ooh. because they direct, what, liquidity. So they're the ones that conduct liquidity to drive up the price, and then they exit on that liquidity. So my news was very simple. It was, I think, 2020. I posted on Instagram. I had like 8,000 followers back in the day. And I said, uh, Bitcoin's going to go to the moon. I think it was part of the self-realization. I always knew that there was more. So I was always studying. I was always about self-education. I was always reading. And at the age of, I think, 19 or 20, maybe one, maybe one more, 21, I was doing side gigs. I eventually got introduced with e-commerce and crypto through a series of friends and events, and it kind of panned out. Yeah, do you, uh, I've done a bit of research. You've you made quite a bit of money off crypto. Yes, a lot. And some other investments as well. Yes. So you're basically, you're good. Would I'm you good. say that was more luck or like a well-executed and planned action? I think it's a combination of both. This idea of luck is can only be perceived as a person that may not have the right information, right? So yeah, I may got maybe got introduced to the word Bitcoin when Bitcoin was 600 bucks. That was lucky. But actualizing and taking action on what I did with that information wasn't luck. Mm. So I started studying, researching, buying books on the stock market, buying books on finance, understanding what was this ecosystem, investing money into it. I remember, dude. Uh, so in the United States, when you're buying uh, at a restaurant and you get a waiter, you get cash tips, right? So if somebody buys a meal, they have like 10, 15, 20% tip for the waiter. Usually that tip is in cash, right? That's how it works. Yeah. You get to take that home every single day. You don't have to wait for like a paycheck at the end of the month. That's the cool thing about waiting tables. I never worked a job where I got paid a salary. I was always like, I got to hunt, kill, and whatever I make that day, that's what I have. So I would take that cash. I would go to the ATM and you get your, basically your direct cash deposit. So it shows up in your bank account that same day. And I would go to an exchange called Bitstamp, which is an OG exchange. And I would go that same day and buy crypto, right? Oh, like, yeah. That's what I would do. What so, year was this? 2015. Wow. Yeah. 
long so, time so ago. So you were you were you were living a very humble lifestyle, and you weren't. Smoking. I was I was sleeping on my brother's couch, paying him two hundred bucks a month uh, to sleep on his couch. Damn. Yeah, brother. That's smart. But what what do you think of the situation with crypto now? Because I I've said this before. I've actually not put any money in crypto. Mm. And I'm kind of glad I didn't because when I was about to, that was when it was like, it was at its peak and everybody was doing it. And it was too late. That's the exact point is when the taxi driver's talking about crypto, yeah, 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 yeah. when your grandmother's talking about crypto, that's when you're not supposed to be doing it. Yeah, Everything that is unpopular is because it's not known. Mm. And how the markets tend to work is the people that are intelligent, the VCs, the market makers, the hedge funds, the people that actually have money that move the markets, they establish their layers, they establish establish their market buys, their orders, they build out their portfolios, and then they go to the, the news anchors, and then they go to the publishers, they go to Forbes, they go to CNBC, and they're like, okay, run this article, run this publishing, mm. because they direct, what, liquidity. So they're the ones that conduct liquidity to drive up the price, and then they exit on that liquidity. So my news was very simple. It was, I think, 2020, I posted on Instagram, I had like, $8,000 back in the day. And I said, uh, Bitcoin's going to go to the moon. Why? Well, because the Fed started buying assets. So that basically means the Federal Reserve started buying into the market. So they printed money, started dumping into the market. They're driving liquidity. So at that point, everybody that's already positioned is positioned. They use the government, right? And this idea of COVID relief money to drive up the market, print money out of thin air, use that liquidity to boost every single market. You talk the stock market, you can talk crypto, you can talk real estate, everything went through the roof. And everybody that wasn't informed and wasn't positioned, they ended up being the exit liquidity. So the cycle is very simple and it repeats itself time and time again. It's everybody gets positioned early, the ones that understand. There's some sort of liquidity surge, whether it was uh, the Fed printing new money, or some sort of great news about market conditions. They run news to bring the newbies in, right? Use their paychecks or their COVID relief mm -hmm. money. They check whatever it is, their stimulus check. Because it was crazy. The whole stimulus check was like hundreds of billions of dollars. All that was getting deposited into accounts like Robinhood or getting deposited into uh, was it like Cash App. And people were using that to literally buy and gamble. And at that liquidity exit, most of the big players were, were out of the game. And once the Fed said, we're, stop, we're stopping, we're no longer buying assets, it was literally at the top. You can price chart the bottom of Bitcoin. People are like, oh, it's the bull run. No, no, no. I was talking to the head of the Central Bank of Albania. He said, if you correlate the price of Bitcoin or of any market and you correlate it with what I would call the policy of the, of the Fed, it matches the movement of the market. So People think that crypto is its own individual asset class, Bitcoin having whatever, and those things are valid, but simultaneously it's driven by not just market demand, but by people that move the markets. And retail does not move markets. Mm -hmm. Retail is the exit liquidity. So good thing you didn't get out, yeah. like get in in the first place. But that doesn't mean that there's not going to be another cycle. So yeah, what do you think the future holds for it? So, uh, you know, Bitcoin's a little bit of a crazy situation right now. You know, they're, they're having ETF approval. So BlackRock's in, uh, I think Fidelity's in, and a couple other uh, big organizations are filing to kind of get involved with Bitcoin. But Bitcoin is no longer what it used to be. So Bitcoin was this idea of autonomous, anonymous, peer-to-peer -peer transactions and payments. 
especially in the US. In some countries, it's probably a little bit better. Like here in the Emirates, it's probably better. Or if you're in Hong Kong, you kind of have a little bit more freedom. But in the US, they're kind of cracking down on it. I think it's kind of just like every market, but with a little bit more volatility. So high risk, high reward. And mm -hmm. with that high risk, you know, when you don't have a lot, sure, you can do a little moonshot, but you can also lose it. I like to play with it, but simultaneously, there's a ton of scammers in the crypto space. And that kind of gave me like a little bit of a bad taste. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. If you, saw, when, if you when see it, like the FTX shit and all that, I was like, bro, like this, this shit's the psyop. This, yeah. this, this, it's ridiculous. And when it was, when it was like its peak price, you get all these people coming out of nowhere saying they're a crypto expert. Well, yeah, selling and, and it's like you're a crypto expert and, and crypto's been around for, for what, a decade? And yeah. you're not really a crypto expert. I wouldn't consider myself a crypto expert by no means. You'll never see me sell a course on how to buy and sell crypto because most of the information is free on YouTube. Mm. Uh, but at the same time, it's literally just understanding market cycles and understanding risk and reward. So if Bitcoin is 69,000 or 64,000 or 60,000, and it's never been that price, and it's been, you know, 20,000 multiple times. Is it ever going to reach $20,000 again? Yes, no, potentially. But is your objective when you're kind of trading to gamble or is it to invest and allocate your money to grow your money? And I think the situation that a lot of people found themselves in, whether it was NFTs or buying all these bullshit meme coins, is they wanted fast money and easy come, easy go. Yeah. And that's why you see a lot of people leaving Dubai. Their bags are empty, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're in a, let's say you're in this situation, you've, you've made the money off the crypto, other investments, you're sitting on a lot of cash. What do most, you do? Most of the cash. I'm sitting on 95% cash right now. Really? Yeah. So you've not, no property? No, 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 no property. Why no property? So no property, the, my simple reason for no property right now is twofold. One is, and this may, might sound a little bit conspiracy theory, but in the United States, you don't technically own your real estate. You own the right of use. It's the same thing with the UK, right? Like you don't own your real estate. The government can come and seize it at any moment. That's why I kind of like Bitcoin. If I own my Bitcoin, I kind of have it. And at the same time, yeah, you can get somebody that manages your money or manages your property and things of this nature. I don't like to be tied down by things. Yeah, I could go out and buy a boat. Yeah, I could go out and buy a ton of cars. Yeah, I could go buy a ton of properties. But these are all things that don't give me the flexibility to do what I love, mm -hmm. which is what? Travel, hang out with people. I don't want phone calls of, hey, this broke down. Oh, hey, you got to fix this. Property manage shit. And as much as you can say, yeah. yo, you got a property manager. I don't fucking want a property yeah, manager. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I'm fucking 28. Like, I don't need a bunch of real estate. Like, let me sit on my cash. I want to be liquid. I want to be movable, flexible. And I like the markets. That's kind of my reason. I've had that approach as well. Like I, I don't want to do anything that is going to give me more headache. And exactly, stress. bro. It's mental real estate. That's what people don't seem to understand. It's like you only have X amount of things that you can think about during the day. Mm. Perfect. Let's say I buy some property. How much time do I have to spend allocated towards thinking about that property, getting a tenant, making sure the tenant's happy? Uh, even if I live there, okay, perfect. I make some sort of money. But all that mental real estate... Sure, I make a couple hundred thousand dollars a year on some real estate investments, whatever it may be. All that mental real estate, I can make so much more money building things. Mm -hmm. Dude, the internet is the best place in the world to make money. Why would I want to go to the real world? Yeah. Like, honestly speaking, it's, I'm not saying it's not a good thing, but at the end of the day, there's other I, options. Bro, I had a 400, I had a $4 million house. I got rid of it. Why? How, how much? Four mil. Okay. I got rid of it. Why? Because it was fucking bullshit. I had a headache. All, every month in Puerto Rico, every month, pipes breaking, every month, humidity, every month, people in my house, big ass 5,000 square foot house, cleaners every day, gardeners every single week, 
uh, people in and out of my house. Dude, I'm like, I have no, it's not even my house. I'm mm. living in a hotel room and I have like people that I don't even know coming and leaving out of my house all day long. I'm like, dude, I don't like this. Let me get my own crib, chill. You, you had someone managing it though. And that yeah, was still. But it's the management thing. But when I live there, now I'm in a situation where I have cleaners come every single day. I have three cleaners come to my house. I have three strangers, dude. Mm. Now I have people, my pool guy, my gardener. I don't want people there. So yeah. it's kind of like a situation where, yeah, you want people managing certain aspects of your life. But at the same time, like you, like I like my privacy. I like, because I asked you, why don't you carry, like take your video guys everywhere you go? Because you can, because I kind of want to do my own thing sometimes. I yeah. want to just go dark. I don't want people snooping over my house, making sure, like, oh, what's this guy doing? Yeah. I, don't, I, I don't care about that. When shit I have right the cleaners come to mind, I'm just like... <laughs> Get the fuck out, please. That's the whole thing. It's like, I don't have my privacy. And some people may be like, oh, well, it's not a good investment. But most of you guys aren't rich. Like the people that are commenting, the people that say stuff, it's like, oh, this is a liability. This is an asset. At the end of the day, people said the dollar was going to zero, right? The dollar mm -hmm. was going to crash. But at the end of the day, the dollar was kind of the safest investment to be in in the last two years. So I like to be liquid. I like to be flexible. And maybe when I get older, I will all settle down, maybe buy a ranch in Patagonia, Argentina, Mm. Go 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 buy some horses or cows. <laughs> yeah. Chill out there. Uh, who knows? Self sustainable. Yeah, self sustainable. Nice uh, and organic farms, bro. If you had to invest in something, like if you had to put half of your money somewhere, what would you, where would you put it? Immediately, like today. Yeah, in like the next twenty four hours. Fuck, probably Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. It, the price will probably fluctuate a lot, but if it was to stay somewhere, it would probably be in Bitcoin. Mm. Yeah. 